0: Life after baby can be hard. With everything you're managing, eating
1: healthy and consistently can quickly become a low priority. You may know that nutrition postpartum is important, but you may not be sure what foods are best or how much you need. The good news is, healthy eating postpartum doesn't have to be complicated. I'm Lindsay Stenevec, registered dietitian nutritionist, owner of Nutrition Instincts, and founder of the Nurtured Mama program. This is Newbies.
2: He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise!
3: The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? (laughs) It's just poop. Ready for another?
4: Wow! You look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps.
3: She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's Newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm your host, Kristen Stratton. I'm also a certified birth doula, postpartum doula, VBAC coach, and owner of In Due Season Doula Services. If you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com. You can also subscribe to our show through iTunes so you'll automatically get new episodes when they're released. Sunny's here to tell us about other ways you can participate in our new show.
4: Yeah. Hi, everybody. So, yeah, there's lots of ways you can get involved with newbies. As Kristen was mentioning to you, we are in iTunes, and we would love for you guys to rate us and review us in iTunes. That really helps us. Um, As a new show, we're trying to get the message out to more and more moms out there that we exist. And so the more you rate us and you review us, uh, the easier people can find us on iTunes. So that's one way you can really help us out and start to get involved with the show. Um, A couple other ways, we have a segment that we call Ask the Experts. We know you mamas out there have lots of questions when your babies are first born and we invite you to submit your questions to us. We'll pair them up with one of the many experts that have been on our shows and we'll get your questions answered and then we'll actually have your question as well as the experts answer and we'll put it together in an upcoming episode so other mamas can hear and benefit from the answer. And we also just want to hear your ideas when it comes to episode topics and and other things that you would like for us to talk about on Newbies. So the best way to submit for those different segments. You can go to our website at newmommymedia.com. Go to the contact link section. And send us an email. Or if you want to say your comment yourself. Or actually tell your story yourself. Um, there's a good way to do that. And you could do that through our voicemail. Now the number for that is 619-866-4775. Go ahead and call the number. No one's going to pick up. It will go straight to voicemail. And that way you can leave your message. And we'll actually play your exam exact message on the show. So those are a few ways you can get involved.
3: We have a very special panelist joining us today on the phone from Texas. So Natalie, could you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do, how many children you have, and their ages.
5: Okay. um, I am a stay-at-home mom in uh, in Texas. My name is Natalie Taylor. Um, I just recently gave birth to quadruplets. They are officially six days old, so I have seven babies already at home. I have four-year-old fraternal twin, boy-girls, two-year-old identical twin girls, one-year-old identical twin boys, and then I have a 10-month-old baby girl.
4: Oh my wow. goodness. You're amazing.
3: That
5: is yes.
4: amazing. <laughs> and and so the quads are in the NICU right now,
5: Nat? The quads are the quads are in the NICU right now. Yes. Oh my
4: goodness. And you are at home or where are you in this whole
5: I am I am I am spending my last day in the hospital. Um and then they're going to keep the quads for an extended period of stay. Um just they can get a full bill of health before coming home.
4: Wow, so really, if there's anyone that knows anything about postpartum nutrition and how to properly care for your body in order to produce all the children you've produced, it's probably Natalie, so we're very yes. we're, we're very lucky to have you on the show, Natalie.
5: <laughs> Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, It was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right. So before we kick off our show today, this is definitely a related headline to postpartum nutrition and what we're talking about. It kind of ignited uh, the idea, actually, for this episode. And so the headline is this, uh, Campaign Shames Breastfeeding Moms Who Eat Donuts and Burgers. (laughs) Uh, This is not the only article that's been out. There's been tons of different articles, but here is the gist. There has been a campaign um, that was released, and it it totally ignited this whole firestorm, especially on Facebook. Facebook, um, and any site where people could really comment on, blog posts, things of that sort. Um, but it's an advertising campaign and the, you have to see the visual to completely get it and we'll totally post it on our Facebook page so so you can get an idea of, of what this campaign is about. But what I'm looking at now in the photo is a picture of a mother holding her baby at the breast as if she's breastfeeding and then painted on the mother's breast is an image of a big juicy cheeseburger and it's it's covering the breast and then you can kind of see The baby looks like obviously the baby's latch and actually nursing, but it looks like the baby is eating a big old hamburger too, right? And along with that, there's a little message that says, "Your child is what you eat." So, there have been a lot of people that have a big problem with that, including yours truly. And I'm sure a lot of the mamas here in the studio and on the phone. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of misinformation. And so, there's a lot of people talking about it and being like, what are you doing? As far as who put this out, um, it all. All fingers are, you know, kind of being pointed at, quote, unquote, the Pediatric Society of Rio Grande. Um, And I just have no idea who that is. It feels like someone's hiding behind something, um, honestly. But um, we do know that in Brazil, that they are, um, as a whole, um, it says says in this article, Brazil is battling a huge obesity problem. So they're trying to kind of combat that. Um, I'm not sure they did it the right way. But anyways, let's open it up to everyone here in the studio. Um, what do you think of this, Lindsay, from a dietitian and nutrition perspective?
1: Oh, my gosh. So many thoughts. And actually, what you just said, I didn't realize that that could have been also partially the reason why they went this route. Yeah. And it's, it's that's a major problem that we feel that it's appropriate to use shame tactics right. to try and instill self-care and healthy eating. because. Time and time again, you know, research you know, shows and also just I think we can attest to this in everyday life that if we don't feel great about what we're doing, we don't if we feel guilty or we feel shameful, we don't really tend to take care of ourselves better. So right. that I have a huge problem with. Um, but just, you know, A, that it's not true, which we'll talk a little bit about that today, that the, the guilt and shame, um, that self-care looks different for everyone, that, you know, you can have a burger and you're going to – you can be very healthy and have a burger. There's nothing right. wrong with having um, having a burger.
4: And it's so, not that your baby's eating the burger because right. you ate a burger either. Right. It's completely right. bogus. Right. Yeah. Kristen, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I just think they went about this all wrong. Because let's talk, I mean, the power of that image could go either way. Um, And the way they did it was, like you said, very shameful. I feel like if they had maybe changed the slogan a little bit and maybe painted a picture of something healthy, like some bananas, some apples, Mm -hmm. some oranges, lots of round things because it's a breast. Um, (laughs) You know, something that instead of reaching for maybe that third burger of the week, a mom would go, hmm, well, maybe I should try something healthier. Ah, So just to kind of plant the seed of a positive option instead of saying, well, if you drink a milkshake, that's exactly what's coming out of your breast, which we all know is not the case at all. Right. Um, And our bodies are actually very good at taking care of our babies. I mean... We go through pregnancy, and we go through morning sickness, and we go through illness during pregnancy, and our most part, babies are born healthy. Um, you know, there are a few exceptions, but I think the same holds true for breast milk too. Um, so yes, should we make healthy choices? Should we live a healthy lifestyle? Absolutely, everything in moderation, but we shouldn't shame people for some indulgence and, you know, something to just... You know, there's a little joy in having a hamburger once in a while. Heck yeah, there
1: is. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> yeah,
3: so let's let's not tear people down for those choices. We're already a culture where breastfeeding is not the norm. It's not openly encouraged. Uh, in many cases, women are shamed for even pursuing it. Um, so just. It's just further reinforcing that. And you know, I I can't speak to the culture that this ad originated in, but I know as an American woman in a society where I'm constantly being told that I'm not good enough for feeding my baby from the breast, um, this is just further reinforcing that. And I just think there's way more positive ways to encourage women to take care of themselves rather than painting a hamburger on their breasts and telling them it's wrong for their baby.
4: Right.
3: Today on Newbies, we're discussing postpartum nutrition for the new mom. Our expert, Lindsay Stenevek, is a certified eating disorder registered dietitian and owner of Nutrition Instincts. Thank you so much for joining us, Lindsay, and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
3: Lindsay, when we are pregnant, we think about eating for two, but when our baby is born, we seem to forget how important nutrition is for the postpartum mom. Why is that?
1: Yeah. You know, speaking as both a professional and a mom, I'm not sure, s- sure that we so much forget is that it just becomes less of a priority, especially in the early weeks and months, because everything is just, you know, you're putting out fire after fire, especially if it's your first child, you're learning so much, or if it's not your first child and you have other children that you're also caring for, you know, there's just so much going on. So I think it's easy for it to get squeezed out um, completely unintentionally. So yeah. I having the
3: image of putting out fires because that's totally how I felt. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, oh I'm hungry, but you know, he needs to breastfeed and then he pooped, so I need to go I need to go change the diaper, obviously. <laughs> you know, you can't just say, you know, in thirty minutes I'll change your diaper. Yeah. So it just go, go, go all the time.
3: So how does good nutrition affect
1: the postpartum mom's body after birth? Yeah, in so many ways. Um, you know, because women are having babies all the time, we tend to forget how big of a physical event this can be um, for women. And there's so much healing that is going on. And so nutrition plays a direct role in that in that process on a cellular level. So making sure that mom has enough protein, vitamin A, vitamin C. Um, zinc plays a role in um, like we would call wound healing or any sort of uh, tissue healing. Um, and iron is huge, too, to make sure that the body's getting enough oxygen um, and nutrients throughout uh, throughout her body. So that, you know, fueling in general, um, just to be keeping up with day-to-day demands. Um, breastfeeding, we have to make sure um, we're getting enough nutrition or getting enough calories to um, for our bodies to manage, you know, production of milk. And again, all of the everyday things, digestion, there's so many, so many things. How many do. calories does a breastfeeding mom actually need to consume? Good question. So, okay, so if you look sum this up in a textbook, you're gonna see a real like general, you know, three hundred to five hundred extra calories. Yeah. Typically more than in pregnancy, right? I'm or sure like I make totally sure. more than that. Well, <laughs> yes, because actually we probably do need more than that. And how do we really take that information? We don't know um all the time how much we needed before pregnancy, during pregnancy, after pregnancy. Is that, I certainly we was not with? counting calories. Um and I don't recommend it, you know? Yeah, I highly recommend not counting calories
5: um natalie what do you think i was told to pretty much think like you're eating for five because i started my hospital stay at my at the beginning of my second trimester they were literally bringing me 10 small meals a day yeah so you know how you're supposed to have like your three main meals a day and two mini meals in between those like that's your healthy standard nutritional, you know, diet. For me, it was obviously I was packing four, so I was eating for five. And it was meal after meal after meal after meal every two hours.
1: Yeah, I definitely believe that that would be how you'd have to set things up in your in your case, especially to make sure you're getting enough nutrition. Um, you know, I always talk with moms about listening to their bodies first. Um, obviously, you're in a unique circumstance, so if there are times you weren't hungry, but you really needed to get that additional nutrition in, you had to do that anyways. Um, but really, letting their bodies be the guide and not being afraid to respond to that, because I think another reason why we kind of lose our sense of postpartum nutrition is because there's a lot of that pressure to lose the baby weight for a lot of women, and so. They have this feeling of restraint sometimes, like, oh, I'm so hungry, but I really want to lose this baby weight. And that becomes kind of the focus for some women. And it um, can be a really difficult process to get enough food. So, really listening to the body and responding.
3: So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest struggles with new moms is you don't have time and then you do you do feel that pressure to bounce back i mean we see it in the media all the time where someone's got you know six pack abs and they're running walking down the runway and you know they're only four weeks postpartum and that's just really not realistic those people get a lot of help they Mm -hmm. have designers and they have dressers and they have plastic surgeons (laughs) um we don't most people (laughs) don't have that um and we don't have maybe access to meal deliveries maybe some people do but or you know personal chefs. These are not things that the average middle-class woman has. And so I think a lot of times it's just preparation. Um, but for the most part, it is a struggle and you don't make yourself a priority. Right. Um, so now if a mom is having a difficult time getting enough nutritious food into her daily diet, do you recommend supplementing anything?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, so continuing to take that prenatal is important. Um, just as that kind of insurance to make sure you have enough iron. Um, And then uh, definitely an omega-3. So that's one area where your diet can impact your breast milk. Um, So fat-wise, fat content-wise in your breast milk, it's going to be pretty consistent regardless of your diet, as long as you're getting enough calories in general. Um, But fat composition can change. And when you're pregnant and also breastfeeding, um, meaning – after pregnancy, then you're breastfeeding, Uh, your body's really going to deplete all of your omega-3 stores. We store those a lot um, of the times in our hips to go straight to baby um, and straight to breast milk also. So it's very common postpartum to be extremely low with omega-3s. It's hard to get it in our diets if we're not eating fish consistently. Um, So yes, taking an omega-3, about 300 to 400 milligrams of DHA to start in some uh, would recommend higher than that if you're low. Now I've heard
3: that you can get different sources so there's the fish oil but then I've also heard something about
1: shrimp. Is that something? Shrimp there? does have some omega-3s oh, okay. in there yes.
3: So I've heard that like yes. one was better than the other I know that was kind of like the new fad in the media a couple years ago so I'm just curious what, what actually is higher in the omega-3 content.
1: So your fish sources um, of omega-3s are going to be uh, basically more readily available or used uh, at a much higher rate in the body. So getting it from salmon, um, shrimp. Uh, but if you get it from, like, flaxseed, um, chia seed, that's great. You're just – your body's using a very low percentage of that. So you want to include those things in your diet also for the fiber, which is really important for postpartum mom's oh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, especially that insoluble fiber and, like, whole flaxseed. But, uh, but yeah, great to get omega-3s that way. You're just not getting as, as much of Um, usable basically you want to get dha
3: okay all right good to know well when we come back we'll talk with Lindsay about her favorite recommendations for breakfast lunch and dinner and snacks we will be right
2: back dreaming of a better sleep tossing and turning is not your destiny and ollie is here to help ollie invites you to sink into sweet sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin. All these ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift-off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's o-l-l-y.com.
3: Welcome back to the show. We're talking with Lindsay Stenovic about postpartum nutrition for the new mom. Lindsay, let's talk about your favorite recommendations for healthy foods that help a postpartum mom's body function at its best.
1: All right. So first of all, this does not have to be complicated – Um, again, we talked about calorie counting, nothing like that, nothing, um, counting how much omega uh, threes you're getting or vitamin A, just making sure that you're getting your major food groups, right? So you're getting your protein sources, meat, um, poultry, if you're a vegetarian, tofu, definitely including things like lentils, beans, uh, grains, you know, a variety of fruits and vegetables, um, and calcium sources. Now, I don't know about you guys, but postpartum, Um, eating with one hand was a must and not needing a fork was a must. So like a salad, yeah, that that kind of sounds great, but A, it may not get me enough calories depending on how I put it together. And B, it's going to be all over my baby and all over me. And it drove me nuts. So, you know, again, simple. So, you know, uh, you could do a crock pot of eggs, maybe some ham, maybe some cheese, throw it all, um, in several tortillas, roll them up, freeze them, put them in the freezer, and you can have breakfast burritos for days and eat them with one hand. Um, breakfast sandwiches you can make the same way. Um, eggs are are a great source of nutrition great source of both fat and protein and something called choline um, which is great for your brain function which we all know we definitely need that too. post up on <laughs> eggs aisle three
3: yeah <laughs> the mommy brain is a real struggle it's, yeah it's, it's real, real. Yeah, it is. and it, i don't <laughs> think it ever comes back I <laughs> or agree. if it does i'm still waiting i agree yeah okay so those are great
1: <laughs> breakfast ideas what about lunch okay again you know you don't need a registered dietitian to tell you this. Sandwiches, wraps, you know, things that you can hold with one hand, throw together easily. Um, And preferably someone else is throwing these things together for you. Either they're there and they can do that or they're doing it the night before. So you can just walk, you know, to the fridge, grab it and you're you're done especially in the early days obviously when we're you know further along we may have more abilities in that area but yeah just real simple it doesn't have to be complicated a pb and j with some yogurt and a fruit um, maybe some carrots you know that's fine
3: this is making me hungry <laughs> i know right we have, we have carrots right in front of us now well I'm, do. I'm very happy to hear that this can be a simple process yes, because right. it, complicated just doesn't work those first few days no or no. weeks or months,
5: or yeah, five days.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or years. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, how about dinner?
1: Dinner. Okay, so same idea. Um, I actually, it, I have some tips later on that we can go over. But crockpot meals are wonderful for dinners as long as the smell isn't bothering you anymore. Um, having that kind of food smell throughout the house, but yeah, doing crockpot meals is great. Um, and always having backups. It, again, at dinner, just because traditionally we sit down and we have this, you know, entree, um, something warm. Typically, it doesn't have to be complicated. As long as it's enough, um, that's the priority. So, yeah. And
3: it. hopefully some freezer meals that maybe you can Absolutely. prep when you're nesting and waiting for a baby to come.
1: That's wonderful. Yes, pre-baby um, prepping as much as you can. Uh, and there are so many resources for that online. I'm going to be adding some to my blog. Um, so, yeah, there's, that's huge.
3: And uh, what about you, um, Natalie? What's, what's been helpful for you? Obviously, you have your hands full um, in a very wonderful way. But what's a great way to get food to your mouth when you're not in a hospital setting?
5: Um, my thing was pre-babies, um, in my case. Um, my thing was casseroles, a lot, a lot of different casserole recipes. Um, both in just breakfast, lunch, dinner, and if you wanted to make some dessert, there are some dessert casseroles. Um, Obviously, um, with not being a single child and having multiple brothers and sisters, um, my mom taught me um, crockpot recipes, and that was a very, very viable source for me to get proper nutrition in any way, shape, or form that I needed, Um, as well as fluids, too. I mean, with with having as many kids as I do, I'm I'm overabundance of juice boxes and, and,
4: <laughs> and ap- out of necessity, your house probably looks like Costco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To supply for yeah. everybody.
5: Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Costco or Kroger. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: So,
3: Lindsay, if someone maybe can't. For example, have a lot of beans in their diet or dairy in their diet, um, things like that that maybe are having um, some sort of allergic reaction in mom or baby. Um, What kind of things can they do to supplement those particular food groups and have a healthy diet?
1: Absolutely. So if you have to get rid of dairy in your diet, then you basically want to think about, you know, what does dairy do for me nutritionally and how do I get that? in um, other other ways. So you want to think calcium, protein. Um, actually, dairy is also a great source of carbohydrate and fat. Um, so it's got all the all the big three macronutrients in there. Um, so things like tofu, so, soy alternates. Um, a lot of people might turn to almond milk to sub for dairy, and that's actually not a great sub for dairy. It can certainly be used in place of milk and cereal or whatnot, but if you're looking for the nutritional value that you would get in something like liquid milk or yogurt you want to go for like a soy based uh yogurt or liquid soy soy
3: okay that's good to know tofu
1: edamame um you know beans would be okay for someone who's eliminating dairy uh
5: like a like a greek yogurt
1: greek yogurt would be great yeah that's usually a bit higher in protein in some cases
3: And what about when we have cravings for that fast food and those delicious treats and that dessert casserole that I want to know more about, Natalie?
5: (laughs) Totally. Uh, 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 in and out Burger. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so we talked about that ad a little bit. And a lot of, you know, moms found that shaming and negative. But I think sometimes indulging is important. So, you know, how do we find that healthy balance?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cravings in general are completely normal, first of all. Um, and, you know, let's say you're a new mom and you do find yourself, you know, going through the drive through Sometimes we need food fast, right? And self-care is going to look different for everyone, it's going to look different every day. So there are going to be times where that makes perfect sense. I can distinctly remember like coming home from, you know, the pediatrician's office with my son crying um, and knowing that he would need to breastfeed for about 45 minutes at least when we got home because that was just how things were going. I'm like, if I don't, swing butt through, you know, the drive through, I'm not gonna eat lunch. So that's what I have to do. Now, if we're finding that this is happening on a really regular basis, where we're always having to kind of go out for meals, we want to just look at, okay, what is going on in my life where I need food fast all the time? Do I need more support? Do I need to start asking for more help so that I'm not relying on that all the time? Um, you know, if if I, I mentioned earlier this week, um, to some people in general but uh you know if I were to put together an ad for postpartum nutrition it would be a mom like comfortably sitting on a couch with pillows with people representing support you know postpartum doula lactation consultant family member and partner with a huge nice lovely meal that they prepared for mom you know we can't always expect mom to be in, you know, doing all of those things, you can not do everything at once.
3: And hopefully someone's fanning her. Someone's rubbing her feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> someone's a painting her nails. Yeah. A massage. <laughs> that just yeah. sounds heavenly. You should totally promote that ad. It's <laughs> better than the ad Let's we talked about it. earlier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Much better replacement. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Natalie, for chatting with us today about postpartum nutrition for the new mom. And for our Newbies Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of this show, as Lindsay will share her favorite resources for health Healthy crockpot Meals. For more information about the Newbies Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com.
2: How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com.
4: Okay, we have a question from one of our listeners, and this comes from Alyssa, and Alyssa writes on our Facebook page, I just had my daughter four days ago, and I'm already feeling depressed. It's not the baby blues. It's way worse. I had this happen with my last pregnancy, and I didn't do anything about it, mainly because I didn't want to take something to feel more normal. It feels way worse this time, and I'm better about talking about it with my husband, but is this something I should bring up with my OB at my six-week appointment?
2: Hi, this is Yvonne Rothermel, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Hi, Melissa. I'm so glad you wrote in and you're seeking support this time around. I'm also glad you're talking about how you are feeling with your husband. It is so important to let trusted others know how you are really doing. It is important for you to know that you do not have to suffer through this this time around. There are very effective treatments for postpartum depression. Depending on the severity of your symptoms, medications may be recommended, but medications are not the only treatments for postpartum depression. It's also important for you to know that you are not alone. Many women experience postpartum depression. This is not your fault. It's not some weakness in you that you get this and others do not. If you're having depressive symptoms, I would not wait to your six-week appointment with your OBGYN. I would call your doctor right away and let him or her know you're feeling depressed. It's important not to wait to seek help because we know that the sooner women seek treatment and support, the better outcomes for both mom and baby. I would also contact Postpartum Support International to find referrals to therapists and psychiatrists in your area that specialize in postpartum depression. It is important that you get a full assessment from a mental health professional specializing in this area. That way you ensure a proper treatment plan. You can find them on the web at www.postpartum.net. I would also recommend the blog Postpartum Progress at postpartumprogress.com. It is one of the most widely read best blogs on postpartum mood disorders, and it works to empower women in their recovery. You would ask for recommendations to feel better. Beyond uh, the assessment, which we talked about, I would work to reduce your expectations of yourself right now. Your health is more important than a clean house or dirty laundry. Optimize your time with support of others. Allow others to do for you. Ask for help from your partner so you can take breaks and get sleep. So many women have such a difficult time asking for help but it is necessary. Try to get out of the house and take walks when you can. Find a support group through Postpartum Support International to reduce your risk of isolation. Most of all, be gentle with yourself and know that women do recover from postpartum depression and feel better. I'm glad you wrote in.
3: That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, Parent Savers for moms and dads with infants and toddlers, The Boop Group for moms who breastfeed, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies.
6: and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
4: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.
6: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.